Improving the health of our community through compassion and excellence in healthcare services, Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital brings you another informational podcast. It's Your Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. A plant-based diet rich in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and legumes is a great way to achieve good health. But do you know how to go about eating a plant-based diet? Here to tell us about that is my guest, Jody Dallier. She's a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and community education dietitian with Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. Jody, let's start with some definitions between vegetarian, vegan. What's the difference? So we've all heard lots of these terms and even things like flexitarian, lots of popular, even raw, uh, people who only eat raw uh, plant foods. But um, the difference, the main difference between vegetarian and vegan, a vegetarian may still eat um, products from an animal that don't involve killing the animal. So they might drink milk from a cow or they might get eggs from a chicken, um, but otherwise they wouldn't eat any um, animal foods. A vegan um, is not having any foods that require um, the involvement of an animal, as far as even not maybe having some foods that are processed with the use of animal uh, bones or things like gelatin, which comes from an animal. Um, so they might not have processed sugar. Um, they might only have um, maple syrup that comes from a plant. They might not even want to have honey, which a bee has to make. Um, and then within vegetarian, some people will call themselves like a lacto-ovo, meaning they have those eggs and milk, or some people will say they're a pescatarian, they're a vegetarian, but maybe they eat fish. So there's tons of different um, definitions out there for all the ways we may or may not like to eat. Why should someone consider a plant-based diet? Tell us about some of the benefits that it provides and what kind of diseases that it can truly help to stave off. So a plant-based diet is good for everyone, um, I would say, just from a general health perspective. Um, and it's also uh, really popular in the past, I would say, year or two based on its benefits to the environment. So a lot of people are moving in the direction of more plant foods for that reason. But research over just even uh, more like the past 30 years have shown the benefits of a plant-based diet for um, heart disease. There's definitely a lot of research showing that it's better for diabetes, for blood sugar control. Um, and of course, anyone who eats um, a high plant food intake and a lower animal food intake is also decreasing their risk for developing certain types of cancers. So those are the main, I would say, areas of research that have shown um, really strong benefit to a mainly plant-based um, diet. So now we've learned the benefits. It's not an easy transition. How do you even go about starting a plant-based diet? Give us what a daily meal plan might look like. And while you're telling us that, things like salads are really a pain to make. So everybody doesn't always want to take the time to do some of these things. I'd like you to you give us like some tips, a knife? too. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think the first thing is, um, you know, a lot of the terms today when it talks about plant-based diet is um, things like what they call a flexitarian or plant-based eating, but maybe you're still including some other foods. So I think it's best to think of it as in a step-down process. Maybe you just want to start by having uh, one meal a week, you know, is a vegetarian or one day a week where you eat vegetarian, or if you're already eating a lot of vegetarian foods, maybe one day a week where you're vegan and you don't even include um, any dairy foods or eggs. 
So that's usually um, a good way to start. Um, you can also start and look at um, like a regular thing you eat. Let's say every week you have Taco Tuesday and you're thinking, well, how could I just make this a vegetarian or vegan meal and substitute out, maybe just not even make the ground turkey or the ground meat and instead just have beans um, and vegetables to um, make your taco. So that's kind of the easiest um, way to start. And then if you are thinking of a general meal plan, um, if you're a vegetarian and you're including eggs and dairy, um, and again, that definitely would be the, the first step towards moving towards a fully plant-based diet if you are eating meat now. You know, you could start by including things like egg and cheese at breakfast, whether you're having a cheese toast, uh, uh, having a quesadilla, um, or making like a veggie, veggie scramble for breakfast, um, along with, of course, things that would fit into a vegan diet too, like oatmeal, um, things like chia pudding, which are maybe a little more involved, but also very simple when you use plant-based milk and chia seeds, and then, of course, um, plenty of fruits and vegetables. Lunchtime, like you said, the salad, right? You definitely, once a day, if you are um, vegetarian or vegan, again, but everyone should do this, at least once a day, a nice big salad's a great um, lunch or dinner, and then you're just throwing on some protein, which could be your legumes, so whether you're spreading on some garbanzo beans, um, sprinkle it with nuts, um, some olive oil, some lemon, um, and a really nice variety of vegetables to make it really tasty. If um, time is of the essence, then we all know there's plenty of pre-prepared uh, salad mixes in the stores where you can really just open it, throw it in a bowl, um, throw on a couple other ingredients, and you're good to go. And you could actually make that for two or three days ahead of time. That's something that will keep. Um, Dinner, same thing. Take things you're comfortable with. Take a pasta meal, um, something like a stir fry, and all you're doing is taking out the meat. You might not even need to replace it, um, or you could just substitute cheese if you are getting rid of the meat. You could also then just substitute something like beans or tofu if it's a stir fry or pasta as well. So those are just the very simple things, but things we probably all eat week to week that could get you started on um, heading into a more plant-based way of eating. Is there a concern about protein, you know, peanut butter or nuts, legumes, those kinds of things? Tell us some of the protein sources that you recommend. And if somebody is having trouble getting all the protein that they need, do advise a whey powder or a soy protein powder, one of these things to help supplement and get enough protein. So there's absolutely no reason anyone on a good plant-based diet should have an issue getting protein. Um, we're a very protein-obsessed culture at this point where we feel like uh, most of us need more than we actually do. Um, but the main thing is if you are eating a very uh, you know, less processed diet, you're going to get a lot of whole grains. And whole grains on their own, so if you're having things like whole grain breads, oatmeal, brown rice... Um, you are getting protein from there to start. So that's a good base for any type of plant-based eating. And then along with that, you do need to have legumes um, and um, soy products uh, usually every day to meet those needs as well. So soy milk has basically the exact same protein content as the dairy milk. So right there, about eight grams if you have a cup in the morning um, or if you use that in your coffee or if you put that in your oatmeal. Um, and then again, like you said, yeah, you need to so a cup of beans, 15 grams of protein, um, plenty, um, and then you're getting them, again, sprinkled throughout the day. Nuts, nuts are have some protein, but nuts are definitely more fat, um, and you certainly don't eat a cup of nuts. That would be really filling and probably 
uh, you probably couldn't eat a lot more after that for quite a long time. <laughs> so, but just an ounce of nuts, a small like handful, is about five to six grams of protein. So the main thing is variety and using less processed foods. So I like almond milk myself, Jody. So I mean, mm-hmm. it, that it's, it's soy milk is good, but I, I prefer almond milk. Is there a difference in any of those? Because now we see rice milk and almond milk and oat milk sure. and soy milk. Is there a reason to use one over the other? Yeah. Well, so soy milk's the most like dairy milk. So it has a nice combination of protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Whereas almond milk is really mostly water with a little bit of almond. So it really doesn't have much of anything in it. It's not really giving you any significant amount of carbohydrate, fat, or protein. So it's fine, but it's closer to drinking water than to having something that has nutrition in it, like a milk. Um, So if you're looking for a true milk substitute in the sense of calories, protein, soy milk's a closer, uh, much closer to that than any other um, non-dairy milk. Um, oat milk is a nice option just because of the texture is really good and it works well with a lot of different um, recipes. Um, rice milk is very thin, um, kind of more like almond milk. And of course, rice is carbohydrate. And most people are getting plenty of carbohydrates um, on a plant-based diet because you should be having those whole grains. You should be having plenty of fruits and vegetables. Um, so I think almond milk is fine. It's just not really the equivalent of milk in the sense of nutrition. Then let's talk about nutrition aspect and the Clean 15, the Dirty 12. How do you properly wash plant-based food to know that, you know, it's going to be okay because there's insecticides and pesticides and all kinds of sides going on in our plants? Yeah, so everyone, first of all, whether you're on a plant-based diet or not, um, everyone should be eating plenty of fruits and vegetables every day. That should be the cornerstone of any diet, um, despite whether you eat meat or not. So food safety is always important. Um, you should uh, definitely wash your produce well. Um, if you can afford it, consistently buying organic produce um, definitely helps as far as what is being used as we're growing the food. Um, recent issues we've had with foodborne outbreaks on um, lettuce, a lot of that has to do with where the lettuce is grown and then it's grown by animals and the runoff from animals and contaminates the plant food. Um, so your, your safest bet is just to be washing uh, your produce when you bring it home, even washing the outside of foods you will cut that have a skin. So washing the outside of a watermelon before you cut it um, so that you don't bring any um, bacteria that may be on the outside of the skin of the watermelon into the inside where you would eat it. Um, at the end of the day, fruits and vegetables are still probably a lot safer than the concerns you might have over cooking beef or pork or chicken all the way so that you don't get sick from that. Um, food in general, our food supply is really safe. Um, just you use good judgment. You wash your hands as well. When you're um, handling your food, you clean your counters. You don't cross-contaminate using your cutting boards. And um, generally, people are going to be okay. Does cooking plants make them lose their nutritional content? I think that's a question so many people have because there's canned spinach and there's canned corn mm-hmm. or frozen corn or frozen spinach or fresh corn and fresh spinach. Tell us about the difference between canned, frozen, fresh, and does cooking these products take away some of their nutrient value? Yeah, so um, definitely fresh is always the best way to go. But if it's going to be sitting out for a long time in a store or sitting out for a long time in your home, exposure to oxygen 
light over time definitely degrades the um, nutritional value um, of our plant foods. Also, of course, their taste. So anything we're buying fresh, you know, we want to eat within a reasonable amount of time. But fresh um, is a great way to go. After that, I would say frozen because frozen foods are basically picked then frozen. So their nutritional content is um, really good. And because we're all really busy and we need options, of course, we want to keep some frozen foods that we can just um, use in a pinch. So um, having frozen spinach on hand, if I am making a smoothie, I love to use frozen spinach because it makes it nice and icy. I don't need to add ice. I'm using frozen spinach, maybe some frozen fruit, and that works really well. Um, Canned would definitely be, I would say, in last place as far as it's going to have to have some kind of um, generally sodium content, something to keep it um, um keep it from drying out, keep it food safe. So then you have that concern. Some people may be concerned about any plastics um, like BPA that are used in the canning process now. So there may be a little bit of concern about that. Um, so I think at the end of the day, it's still nice to have a can of green beans on hand in case you just need to throw something together, together real quick that you have an option. Um, but the nutritional value is going to be strongest in a fresh or frozen produce. Um, and then as far as cooking, so what's interesting is that some of our foods are actually enhanced by cooking. So um, when we're trying to ha get um, certain types of antioxidants from some of our foods like tomatoes, we actually get a stronger amount of what's called lycopene when we cook tomatoes, like when we have them in a tomato sauce. So the main thing is that we just want to get a variety of different foods in a variety of different states, raw, cooked, steam, roasted. It really just comes down to variety. If you're getting a variety of things, you're really getting exposure to all the vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, nutrients that are in um, the plant foods that we eat. Before we wrap up, tell the listeners your favorite green smoothie. How do you make a good smoothie? Mm -hmm. I think what I tell people is um, you really want to make sure you're always including vegetables with your smoothie. So that's really important. Um, sometimes we um, we love that uh, delicious fruity flavor, so it's easy to get too much fruit in a smoothie. So I do like to um, encourage people to add um, some vegetable and only use like one to two servings of a fruit. But I really do like spinach and kale um, or either or with some apple and ginger. And then I tend to use either um, some plain Greek yogurt or some soy milk um, and uh, blend that up. And I think that is uh, my favorite smoothie. Maybe a little banana. Banana tastes good in everything. Um, really does. Pineapple also is a nice touch, but um, apple and greens always goes really well, especially with ginger. See, that's great information. Now give us your best advice. Starting a plant-based diet, how important it can be to really help stave off some of the diseases and chronic conditions that we're seeing so much of today and how you think people can really get a start on it and that it's not that difficult to live like that. Yeah, I think um, the main thing is just to give it a try. Um, everyone's probably having some fruits and vegetables each day. And if you're not, just pick one that you enjoy and try to see if you can have it consistently. Um, we know that um, nationally, uh, people do not meet their fruits and vegetable needs each day. And over the long term, of course, that can lead to um, disease. But it's also um, just not good in the short term um, for our planning and how we're going to deal with environmental changes going on. So when we can choose one meal a week that we can switch from um, including meat to not including meat, that's a great start. 
if you're already doing that, consider if you can do it a whole day. Or if you're making a vegetarian meal, see if you can make it a vegan meal. See if you could take out the um, dairy or the eggs um, completely and use something like nuts instead. But um, very important to just start simple. Start with things that are familiar to you that you cook regularly so that it's not like you're eating a whole new type of food. And um, just, you know, take it step by step. Explore the supermarket. See what stuff's in season that might tempt you um, to try a new or veggie. Um, they're always going to taste better that way, so that might encourage you along your road to more um, fruit and veggie intake. Thank you so much, Jody, for being on with us today. Always fun to have you join us and give such great advice about ways to eat and start a plant-based diet. Thanks again. You're listening to It's Your Health Radio with Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. For more information, please visit henrymayo.com. That's henrymayo.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.